Blog Talk Radio. I am the God of Hellfire, and I bring you fire. another time let's we got a good show tonight yeah. <laughs> this one was a pretty oddball one when it came out in 81 because we were really right in the middle of the slasher boom in the 80s and this is how they tried to sell the movie if you remember oh yeah 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 sorry um, I thought you were gonna play a clip or something. Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah. remember, I remember the trailers because I was a little kid. How old was I? I was like eleven, uh, ten yeah. or eleven when this came out, and I remember watching the trailer. My parents wouldn't let me go see it because they were horrified. I'm like, Mom, Dad, I want to see this. They're like, No, no. But so I had to wait for the VHS. But I remember watching the trailers and reading about it in Fangoria. But the trailers kind of. I didn't get it. I just knew I really wanted to see it, but I didn't understand what the fuck I was looking at. I was like, there's zombies. There's there's devils. There's there's killing. What the fuck? This is like the perfect movie. <laughs> I need to see this. Yeah. <laughs> and it has one of the greatest uh, taglines ever. The class of 1981 are all going to hell except Andrew because he sent them there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like it was a great ad. The one thing that always stuck in my mind when I remember seeing the trailer was a the music, because that's just when I was getting into punk. And B was when people in the trailer they show people grabbing the fence and dying, and I'm like, oh my god, is this a killer fence film? What the fuck is this? When we get to the later parts of this movie A lot of that shit Wasn't in the movie <laughs> Yeah It was added later Yeah, I can remember reading Fangoria <laughs> About how much was uh, Well we'll get into that later Yeah and well my favorite uh, thing was um, I had an uh, I think it was either Starlog or it was another makeup magazine. Because at the time, there was like a hundred different horror magazines on the show. Oh, makeup Every time magazine, you went that would be uh, FX, uh, special effects magazine done by Don Dollar. I, I had that, and they featured the effects from uh, Fear No Evil. And I remember like standing there staring at us in the store. And, and of course, my mom was like, uh, you really want to waste money? I'm like, yes, yes, please. I need this. <laughs> I might still have it someplace, but yeah. <laughs> Fear no evil. And, of course, Fangoria blew it up. But what was sad was because 1981, there were so many movies coming out. It kind of got lost, like you said, in the whole slasher boom. Well, look so. at the other film that Frank Lozogia did, which will another thing. We're just teasing the hell out of you, because that's what we like to do. We like to tease, baby. But, yeah, <laughs> so we'll get into the director and his other big film from the 80s, another one that got lost in a shuffle and got discovered on VHS. But this one literally did get lost for a while, because after the embassy tape of this came out, it was pretty goddamn hard to find. Yeah. So when a DVD came out, we were like, holy shit. Yeah. I bought it, um, I bought it like the day, the week it came out. Not the day, but the week it came out. I remember I grabbed uh, my rent money, what little I had to give to my landlord, and I went and bought it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm on the main uh, menu right here about right where it says push play. Hold on, hold on. I got to get there. I got to get there. My my player went off. We're going to be watching the Shout Factory Blu-ray, which was not that bad <clears throat> price-wise. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, the thing I missed was all the special features from the DVD. But I mean, they they made up for it with new special features, which yeah. I loved. So, hold on, my my and TV we'll get and everything. And why the old special reason. features ain't in there? In there. Yeah, <laughs> you you could talk more about that. Yeah. But, um, ah, come on. And we're at no, the not. thing where you push play. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get there. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there because my, my, my thing shut off on me. <laughs> hey, yeah, Shop Factory, yes. It, it shut off on me because I did. Our age right now. Yeah, <laughs> dang, technology. And stuff. Right. Uh, my thing won't work anymore, honey. You're just gonna have to get a younger version. Before we hit play, I just want to read a really quick quote. Okay. Your heart was proud because of your your beauty. You destroyed your wisdom for the sake of of your splendor. 
I cast you to the ground. I made a spectacle of you before the kings. Ezekiel twenty-eight, seventeen, the Bible. All right, we can hit yeah. the <laughs> on your mark. <laughs> okay. And we're ready to hit in five, four, three, two, one. Go, All go, right. and play. I did. Canal All right. Plus. <sighs> I just wanted to read that little Bible quote of uh, Lucifer being cast from heaven just to start yeah. this off. This movie was, was originally beautiful. more religious than it was, but then there's a lot missing. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> Because if you notice, we're getting right into the middle of the scene. I think it originally had that fucking quote. You know, it's like we're starting in the middle of the fucking scene, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what, did we miss something? <laughs> That's a be- I always love that painting in the be- the beginning of this with God over the demons. It almost looks yeah. like a Frazetta painting. Yeah, this is Frank yeah, Lelogia. He always took his stuff and did something different with his stuff. You never knew what you were going to get when you are watching a Frank Lelogia film, and that was a good thing, except for the people yeah. who wanted, who wanted the same film done. Yeah, no, he, he, wanted, to, he wanted to give you something new. Uh, there's the castle. Yeah. And he said one of the luckiest things he had with this movie is finding this place. Yeah, and they basically just said, yeah, go ahead, use it. <laughs> because it was just abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Bolt Castle in Upper State, New York. Yeah, I mean, thank so God they preserved it. Yeah, there's so many stories about this, but still, imagine you're watching this and just boom. You're yeah, making right a gothic horror film and you find this. I mean, I would have a just drooling and hard on just I mean, look what we got here man look at this man we got perfect yeah. <laughs> I mean even if I wasn't making gothic horror film if I would have saw this location knew it was for grabs I would have wrote a script just for this location alone yeah so yeah that's the bulk castle it was abandoned mid construction because the man that was building it who also um, built the Waldorf Astoria hotel in New York his wife died in 1904 while yeah, he was building it. Yeah, he was building, building it. it for her, and she died, and he gave up. And he, yeah, he just left it. So they pretty much found it, at like like how he left it. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Anarchy rising. Yeah, the movie starts. <laughs> right at the start of the film, there's a body. <laughs> I mean, I love it. He said they didn't do any set dressing here. They didn't have to. No. It, they just found it just like this. All right, this always, I, 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 I'm glad I got both um, discs because with the commentary, you find out those animals are real. The dead animals hanging, they were from, uh-huh. they were euthanized animals from vet shops and roadkill. So they said they stunk to high hell. Except for the duck, the duck was fresh. Okay. (laughs) 
Oh, this I see is Paris. Great. I see France. I see nipples. <laughs> yeah. Dead corpse, cold nipples. <laughs> I mean, and that can yeah, tell you about the weather skim- there. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. He definitely didn't skimp on the horror. Like right away, you got a corpse that comes back possessed and attacks him, and a priest beats her fucking skull in. <laughs> That's why it became like a favorite of mine the second I saw it. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about at- atmosphere? This movie is just fucking layered with it. There you go, Lucifer. And I love Played the devil this... makeup in this. This is one of the best yeah. looking movie devils ever. Yeah. It's simplistic, but it's horrifying. They just they just made him more a little slightly bestial. That devil right there, that's the makeup artist. That did the special effects for the film. They got him to be the devil in the opening. Yeah. Who sadly passed away from uh, uh, AIDS not too long after this was made, and he wrote the book. And if you read the novel, this thing right here wasn't supposed to take place until about the middle of the movie. Yeah, see, I didn't read the book. That's all you, man. Like, I missed out on that one. I knew there was a book floating around, but I never looked it up. I I need to now. Uh, it's pretty damned expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find it eventually. I love collecting my paperbacks. But good God, this one runs about twenty or thirty bucks if you can find it in pristine condition. That's ah, not too bad. I'll get it for that. I spent shit. I just spent like three hundred dollars for his fucking CD. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now this is. I don't know. Frank never talked about research into demonology, but this whole opening. I mean, I used to work in the church and. This is the kind of stories you would hear, like Lucifer would mess with your head and show you people you know and innocent children so you wouldn't harm him. That's a great effect, the way they did it, where it pulled off, and it looks like it went at him, but the one goes off screen, and that one actually goes into his chest. Great little uh, in-camera effects right there. That's the other thing. This is all pre-CGI. Everything was in-camera effects. And later there is two soundtracks to this movie. One is the one that Fred has, which is this music. Uh, and this rock, is Frank yeah. Melodia's preferred yeah. music. Yeah. And then there's you know. the rock soundtrack, which is the studio's preferred thing yeah. is this, they took and the gothic horror and gave it a soundtrack out of Over the Edge. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I know Frank hated it. I know he fought it, but I love it. So, <laughs> Which made yeah. me love the movie even more. I mean, come on, Patty Smith, the Resilios, the Ramones, Talking Head, Boomtown Rats, B-52s, Richard Hall and the Voidoids, and the Sex Pistols. I am the Antichrist. <laughs> Come on! How could you yeah, not put that in a fucking fake movie? This originally was supposed to be the opening scene of the movie. 
Yeah. And if you watch yeah, the other whole, film, um, uh, Lady in White, it has a lot more of these God's gauzy, nostalgic scenes that look like something beautiful out of the past, but it looks not right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and he really, he really captured, like, the beauty that contrasted against, like, the horrors, you know? Even when Lucifer is on screen, I mean, his technique, his, whoever he used as his DP was fucking incredible. They just showed it raw Which footage. Is... <laughs> That's <Yeah>. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And this movie came out of his pocket because <laughs> his father financed it, produced by his father and him. <laughs> yeah. He wrote, directed it. 1963, Upper State, New York. Oh, I just want to mention really, really quick, the the painting in the opening was painted by a Richard Lubby, so I just like to give credit to artists. Yeah. You know, I'm an artist, so. <laughs> I just want to say that beautiful painting that I love that looks like a Frazetta, it's actually done by uh, Richard Luby. So look him up. <laughs> yeah, see, this is horrible. Like, they're showing how happy he is. Oh, we got a kid. Everything is wonderful. Yeah. That's what I love about Lelogia Films. He loves taking these beautiful nostalgia pieces and just showing you the dark side, the cracks, the cracks in the walls. Yeah. Yeah, everything, you know, this, I mean, what parent, you know, isn't happy? Oh, we have a brand new child. We're about to go get him baptized. Everything is great, you know. Blunt right there, because I've never heard anybody smoke a cigar and then. <laughs> yeah, you kind of wonder. Yeah, that's usually at the birth, not um, at the baptism. Uh, yeah, it looks like him and well, his homies still, are sitting going, on the porch mm, smoking mm, a blunt. They're going, smoke it yeah. down, smoke it down. Yeah, smoking a blunt in the porch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 1963, so <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Smoke it up, roll it up. <laughs> Amazing too. Like Frank actually got permission to film in a real church with a real priest and local kids. That's the other thing he did. Most of these actors weren't like Hollywood actors. He just grabbed locals. Said, "Hey, you want to be in this well, movie? Here's some wine." Not in this cut, but in Lelogia's cut, his religion was righteous. Yeah. He tried to do a restoration of it on his own dime, but he couldn't find a complete print and all of the B-roll and negatives have uh, vanished. Yeah. Yeah, that always kills me. That, that What do they call that? The um, London of Midnight effect? Where the, where the original film is gone and no longer exists? Yeah. I can't believe they got away with this in a church. Oh, the blood shot to the eye. <laughs> or, or as you and I like to call it, the cum shot, the gore cum shot. Yeah, the money shot. <laughs> the money shot. The they literally shot. bloodied up a church. Look in the background at the windows. It's always in a mist effect, but as she's walking away, wait, 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 wait. Watch. It darkens. That that's the sh- that's to symbolize the darkness coming over their lives and blacking out Jesus. 
Yeah. I always want a lot of people miss that. Now the house. Well, this little 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 little. Little. Yeah. yeah. So you would know well, about this the missing in. scene. Yeah. You you would know about this. I believe it's in the book. You said the missing scene of the little girl with her pet rabbit. That's supposed to be right here in the film. They cut it yeah. out because the little girl couldn't act. Yeah, that's right here where it shows Andrew as a child, and he gives his bow and arrow to a little girl whose pet rabbit is in a cage ahead of them. She shoots the arrow away from the rabbit, but little demonic Andrew lets the, makes the arrow swerve and kill her pet rabbit. And, of course, she freaks out, and Andrew's all, you know... Well, he ne- he's never really truly happy. He's just always like, what am I? What am I doing? Which is what's great about um, Stephen's... Uh, showing the house yeah. rot like that. That whole sequence is supposed to be longer. I mean, this movie is missing around a good 10 to 15 minutes of footage, according to Lelogia in the commentary. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot cut out of this. Or just, like you said, the negatives just were missing. So uh, he wanted to make but, a more religious type horror film, and they wanted an exploitation film. Yeah, um, yeah. He talked about it. he just wanted a straight up demonic, you know, religious, you know, Satan versus God battle film. And the studio was like, "Yeah, but you know, teen, teen, teen rock and roll films are hot right now, so we got to put a lot of high school scenes in this." So, you know. Well, you know <laughs> how many horror films came out in 1981. You couldn't lose money on a horror film in 1981. Yeah, no. I love that shadow yeah, love effect this. right there. Yeah. Where it's him coming out of the he he's reading a book, but it's but it's just his spirit, his shadow reading the book. And he goes right past him. In other words, and Lelosia talks about this, how um Stephen, Stephen, the actor, he played it as a 17-year-old who kind of knows he's the devil but doesn't know his full potential yet. He's just discovering who he is, kind of like Satan in puberty, you know? Oh, I think I'm the devil. That's what they tried um, to do with Omen 2, but it didn't come off. Yeah, no, this is – and I know a lot of people are going to hate me for this. This film, to me, is superior to the Omen 2. I love The Omen 2, but this film is superior, I think, yeah, as far as the way it of portraying a, a teenage fucking Lucifer. Yeah. The problem and, is, is the boy was too young, and even if you look at interviews with the actor from Omen 2, he admitted, I love this fucking gag. Yeah. God, yeah, that had like to be you, <laughs> Can you imagine how much of pain yeah. in a fucking ass that had to be? To get. Yeah, to make the candles go out on the cake while he lights the light, the uh, match. Make the candles go out on the cake, light. and then make the lights go out in the house, and not blow out yeah. the match at the same time. Yeah, see, the I love the symbolism, the cross with the webs, showing the decline, the yeah. you know, decline of their re, um, their re, uh, faith and their religion. Yeah. So it's actually, they, the decomposition. <laughs> You stupid son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> and plus, they're dealing yeah. with him getting screwed up from the abuse in this of the mother and father towards each other, too, fucking him up. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that that's kind of left they out. They really of don't get into why Lucifer is doing this. Yeah, well, because and like I said before, he's just discovering it, who he is and his powers, which is great. The way that he doesn't come out and say, "Oh, what am I?" You know, a whole scene of of you know him explaining, "I think I'm Satan." I, I know. it's him going, you know, slowly realizing he's got powers. Yeah, and, and it's his ultimate up. goal, which is the biggest thing missing from the movie. Is that he's trying to get back into heaven? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And how beautiful yeah. is it that they're playing this song here? Mm-hmm. I hate Mondays. Boom <laughs> down right. Love that song. Yeah, no, and a lot of people like like this was perfect at that time too because they're still kind of fresh in the memories of people. It's like, holy shit, they're playing a song about that girl that killed those people. You know, we didn't know that back then. We just thought the song about how you hate going to school on Mondays. Yeah, you know. And this is the resurrection of the priest. That's that's one thing about her that they really don't. Yeah. Yeah, they don't cover the um, coming back of the saint within a girl and body. That's, uh, and to prove that this is a 70, look at he's got the plaid shirt. She's got yeah. the Farrah Fawcett. They're dressed like yeah, in no, the 70s, was... not 80s. Yeah, this is only Rosanna, 79. Rosanna, yeah. <laughs> and this guy, <laughs> he's definitely the John Travolta of the yeah, film. Yeah, Benny Barbarino. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was also Frank's high um, school that he went to. Like he tried to yeah. make the movie in his hometown, so this was his school. Which you know, because he was a town boy, they were like, "Yeah, sure, film. Hey, we'd love to have you back in our town." All sorts of uh, symbolism with this guy too. <laughs> yeah. Some subtle, and there's one scene where it's not. <laughs> Macho man hey, look here, cruising. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I got. <laughs> I got a zero. Every high school had that oh, guy. Oh wow! In class. He said, "Up yours." He's a tough guy. Compare yeah. him. He's supposed to be a punk. But compare him to Timothy Hutton in class of 1984. You ain't dead. <laughs> 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 of course, Lucifer has to get straight A's. Eight. I love that sign behind him. Trust, keep your word. Yeah. <laughs> That's hobby as a teacher. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're all stupid <laughs> little fuckers. <laughs> the whole day. So we um. 
Andrew has played in this film, they made him exactly how you would think um, an angel, a being of light would be, very androgynous. They really made him oh, almost is. feminine. That's what most people forget. Yeah. Lucifer is an angel. Yeah, he's the morning star. He's the fallen star. He was the most the beautiful really of the angels. Set. Oh, my God. These are supposed to be the punkers. Yeah. <laughs> what you, what's funny is these girls right here, that was pretty much how my sister and her friends were in high school. Like, my sister is a couple yeah. years oh, older than me. Oh, shit, motherfuck. <laughs> yeah, but, I, oh, my fucking head. I, I just yes. whipped my ass on principal right there. <laughs> well, this was how, um, oh, here we go. This was how high school was, though, back then. You had, you had your little girl gang. That wardy, I'm serious, yeah, like but the 50s. Still, if any of my friends have been so dumbass to forget and then just uh, close my head in the locker door, I just whoop their ass on principle. Yeah. But then Here we you go, up, sex pistols. Right. And the only reason they use this song is the opening line I am the Antichrist. I love it. Just him and that. Yeah. That was um, yeah. That was the actor's idea was to stand there in that gate because he saw the gate up there and he's like, hey, how about when you do that scene, I stand up there and you play the Antichrist song and you pull back, and they were like, brilliant. <laughs> there you go, the classic, you know, uh, grabbing his fucking crotch, humping the air like a dog. These are supposed to be teenagers, which was pretty much like every fucking like. You know, 70s style teenager back then. Because this was oh, filmed in the late shot. 70s. Oh, he almost got burnt there. Yeah. I yeah. think there was a take <laughs> where he did get his ass burnt. <laughs> yeah, right. I couldn't see a straight laced <laughs> guy like him listening to the fucking yeah, sex pistols. But you got to remember, back in the 70s, like, that was the cool thing. It was like, holy shit, did you get that Sex Pistols album? Especially here in America. Uh, you watch um, DOA, when they do the uh, Sex Pistols tour in America, you had guys in, like, suits and ties going to fucking Sex Pistols shows. Because they were such a yeah, hot fucking Yeah, that was uh, one of the outfits, the skinny tie. That was the new wave look, the skinny yeah. ties, the outfits. Before there was a new wave. <laughs> Yeah. He really Well, started. that's where New Wave would <laughs> come from. Next Wave, New Wave yeah. of Punk. Ooh, he really hit her. You knew he made hand, he made hand face contact on that one. The two hundred dollar stereo. Oh, that sounds <laughs> <from, laughs> Nowadays we laugh at that shit. My bottle. Yeah, the two hundred thousand. <laughs> oh, here you go. Don't whip it out, buddy. Yeah. See, he knows who she is. And there is. She she woke up, realizes who she is. Well, she doesn't realize. She gets the impression of who she is when he made contact. Yeah. He has some hairy ass arms. They really I don't noticed get that. that. That's a sad thing, and that's the 
they really don't get into who they fucking are. Yeah. A lot of it's left open for you to try to figure out. Like, she realizes she's a saint or um, an angel. No, an angel. She's an archangel. Yeah. But she doesn't know, you know? She kind of got the hint. And then there's the one character that's missing from the movie that's cut out the entire cut, which is the third fucking angel who they mentioned in the fucking (laughs) Three angels sent down from heaven. And we only see two. (laughs) Well, I think the third angel was the one that died in prison when he killed that boy. Uh, whatever uh, the father the, in the opening, he's supposed to be the third angel. Yeah, but they never do explain that. No, you, you, like I said, I had to watch this film like a billion times to finally get. Oh, that's who he that is. I just thought he was a crazy priest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they wanted a bam, 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 bam. They wanted a Friday the Thirteenth. Paste movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the tone. But that works for Friday Thirteenth because here was the plot of every Friday the Thirteenth movie: kids go to camp, kids get killed, kids Kids kill Jason. Here's a little fun fact. This was filmed in, like, over a couple of years, like, starting in 78, 79. When they went to edit this film, they went to the same place Sam Raimi went to edit the um, Evil Dead. And Raimi uh-huh. actually told Luloja when he watched them um, cut in the film, he's like, wow, you made a real studio-looking film here. Because <laughs> Sam yeah. Raimi, you know, he made his little, his little fucking Evil Dead film, which blew up like fucking crazy. Thanks to Stephen King putting a quote on the poster, but um, yeah, and no, Sam Raimi. VHS revolution. Yeah, but yeah, Sam Raimi saw this while they were cutting it. So there, there's a little six degrees to Sam Raimi right there. <laughs> like they, these guys all went to the same places to edit their films. They shot it around the same time. Well, the three big That's films what... that to us that was edited at the same place was uh, Evil Dead. Deadly Spawn and this. Yeah. Yeah, let's not forget the Deadly Spawn. That's a great fucking film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and it was just an amazing time, like the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, you also had the sci-fi boom, Star Wars, Jaws, like everything just started fucking really coming together for what would eventually evolve into fandom. You know, back then it was just like some geeky kids outcasted. They read a couple horror magazines and they were the oddballs, but there wasn't like a big fandom yet. So all these films kind of like really were the seeds to grow that. And this was one of the rare few times where horror films were watched across the board and they had to be like a, a shopping mall. Yeah. Okay, we got to make the horror film for the adults. Okay, we got to make the horror film for 42nd Street. Okay, we got to make the horror film for the drive-in. Okay, we got to make yeah. the horror film for the Italian exploitation jumpies. We got to make the horror film. Yeah. We got to make the zombie film. Uh, we got to do Zombie Lake. <laughs> that was one of the films that came out around this time. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there he is. There's the third, um, which they never explained. There's the third yeah, uh, angel. There was a whole lot more into this shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I got to pick up that book because I'm missing a lot of this story from that book. I mean, the book filled in a lot of what was cut out of the film because the book was actually yeah. written. The, the um, writer who was the effects artist asked um, Frank, hey, do you mind if I do a novelization of the script? And Frank's like, go for it. So when you get, the book you have is actually the what the original shooting script was. Yeah, that's what 90% of the fucking novelizations were. They grabbed the shooting script before they shot it so that someone could yeah. write a book from there and they could have the book out three to three weeks before the movie come out because they wanted to really saturate the, a movie. They would do saturation advertising. You would see the posters hanging up in your theater. Coming soon. Watch TV. Yeah. Coming soon. Yeah. I mean, even and Halloween then you would too. get the tie-in uh, novel. You know. Yep. Funny story about the effects guy is they said um, to entertain the cast and crew because he was gay, he would come sometimes dressed in drag and start doing, like, strip teases and dances. <laughs> <laughs> to entertain the crew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, See, God this bless was supposed to happen before then, this scene. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with a lot of films. Like, you write your script, you have your vision, then between studio executives and, you know, people wanting to rewrite scenes for you, well, if we're going to give you money, you have to add this. Which was the lesson this you learned from Ed Wood. See, the people that thought they knew what we wanted to see start to take over the business. Yeah. There's the painting. See, I mean, the way he plays Lucifer, like you, like you're like, oh, he's so sweet, he's so kind. Wait, he's got his fucking mother locked in a room covered in fucking spider webs. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they're just, you know... Well, you remember, uh, Lucifer was supposed to be the most beautiful and beloved of the angels. Yeah. Like I said, he played it perfectly, the um, actor Stefan. He played him very androgynistic, you know? Almost, like I said, almost feminine. Like, he's so delicate, but yet he's fucking Lucifer. <laughs> Which, I mean... He plays the Christian version of Lucifer, which is funny because every time I watch this film, I, I think back to my Christian days when I used to go to church. All the um, like like every lore you heard about Satan, every evil thing, Satan's the monster in the closet. You know, this film has that Satan that I know is so familiar. Let me light your Marlboro lights. They said on um, the actress who played this, she was a psychiatrist, but she was also a chain smoker. They said she would, even in the interviews with her, she always had a cigarette in her mouth. She, she was a constant smoker. So she was like, I'll do the film. Can I smoke on screen? <laughs> Lead her into temptation. Yeah. Yeah, see, he plays it so kind and loving, but he's got him locked in a fucking room covered in spider webs. 
like, what the fuck? Well, you remember she's paralyzed since uh, her father accidentally cracked her skull open. Yeah. But, I mean, she's covered in spider webs, locked in a room. <laughs> and he just goes in there to give her cookies, milk, and a cigarette. There you go. Here's the Bolt Castle again, which they actually saved the castle. It's now um, rebuilt. They finished it. They fixed it and finished it. The grounds are upkept now. And it's now a major tourist attraction. Like, you can pay to sleep there and shit now. Yeah, and fans of the movie go there. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a fan of this film, you can actually, you know, get take a tour of the castle now. Which is great. I'm glad they didn't tear it down and build a fucking Walmart. <laughs> they call him a devil. <laughs> yeah. This is actually the true real story of the castle. Yeah. He's like, the story is so damn good that he didn't want to change it. Yeah, exactly. And he's beautiful. And they used the location... To to its fullest, like just scene after scene, showing you the layout. See, yeah, there you go. Eighteen whole golf course. Sacrilege. <laughs> I love what he just said. Sacrilege. <laughs> Because they're going to change the, they're going to turn that ground into a fucking golf course. This is supposed to course. be the fucking beginning of the fucking yeah. final yeah. act of the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, and they plopped it right here in the middle. I mean, the effects are a little hokey, but it's that time period. It's like the Starlog days still, you know? Whereas, like, the advancement of special effects was, hey, we learned how to layer film. So we could add in other scenes, you know, to superimpose them. Oh, she's supposed to be a punk and a bad girl, but they're wearing these yeah. fucking silk skate jackets and the beret. Yeah, Queen Bee. Well, they're supposed to be like the, the 70s girl gang, you know, sort of like Grease 2. And Grease yeah, but one, the 70s like the pink, girl well, gang would wear fucking leather. Yeah. Yeah, they're wearing bowler jackets. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but I couldn't just believe her kicking my ass. You look at a real gang girl, they'll whoop that ass. Do you know? Well, re- remember, this wasn't supposed to be a punk rock film. This was supposed to be, you know, a horror I'm film. I'm talking the basic versus... gang, like the Lizzie's for yeah. the fucking Warriors. Jeans jackets. Yeah. Just, they just have that look like they just rather kill you than just look at you. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to be just like high school kids from a from a and, uh, well area high too. This isn't like, yeah, you know, the dream. This, oh, yeah. this wasn't supposed to be like. This wasn't supposed to be urban combat. This was like suburban gang, you know. Yeah, we're bad girls. That's another way you could tell this is shot in the seventies tone is those silk. Fucking jackets. Yeah. But it didn't come out till 81, which was like the big boom of horror. Still, those cars give me a woody. (laughs) 
Oh, I mean, look, oh, that fucking gold Chevelle, that, that champagne-colored uh, little Corvette. That's a 60s Corvette. I think this movie, oh, here you go, the Ramones. I'm sorry. This is the time where, what? If I, if I don't care how he's supposed to be, if he tried to, uh, if he tried to offer me weed like that, I'd just laugh at him. Hey, man. Yeah. You want to get high? Want to get high with me? <laughs> Well, it's funny because this is like that late 70s, um, <laughs> your tits, are, yeah, it doesn't make your tits grow. <laughs> but again, him playing Lucifer, like he's too good. He doesn't, he doesn't do, he doesn't smoke pot. He's too innocent. Even though he's like no, the most evil creature on the planet. No, he just don't need that shit. He can get stoned on his own. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's it's putting forward that innocent boy, you know? Oh, here we go. This is a scene that if I was, uh, you know, <laughs> if I was as ill-endowed as this man, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> For some reason, the in the 80s, the they love to have their scenes of guys taking showers. Yeah, especially a group of guys in a shower no bigger than I mean, my look, fucking bathroom. I mean, over there. This motherfucker, you can just look at him and tell he can just whoop some ass. He's buff. Yeah. Then you got the bad guy's got that big old punch. And there's no homoeroticism yeah. in this scene. There no, is not at candy. all. <laughs> you know he fits that role too well. Yeah. Those showers, there was no boiler on in the school because they filmed it in the summer. So that's ice cold water coming out of those showers. So I'll explain why his dick is only about quarter of an inch. Here's a scene. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I love it. He's trying to make him the bitch. And then five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. Who's the bottom now, brother? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he totally turned it on him when he. Basically, this is the equivalent of like a prison rape scene. Like he grabs you Andrew what in the he's shower. Right there. He's, yeah. Both of them are horny. <laughs> both of them are like. <laughs> yeah. I think both of them had a special moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Boom. It's like a fucking quarter of an inch long. I think he so, had yeah, a no, this, this moment. This basically would have been a film. prison rape scene. And then they show two boys fighting like that immediately after. <laughs> yeah. And her going into a church. What's the title uh, of the book that you have? You know, 
Do you say the title of the book you have? Yeah, Fear No Evil. Oh, that's the name of it, because I know the working title for this film had two working titles. It was um, Mark of the Beast, which I think was already used in another film, so that was the working yeah. title. And then they had um, another title, which could have only been in the 70s, which um, was, uh, what was it? It was Bees on Cocaine. <laughs> Killer Bees on Cocaine was the um, right. shooting title for the film. To keep, to keep people from figuring out what the movie was, they called it Killer Bees on Cocaine. Now, yeah, that should be a 70s movie. Right after the movie, and it was called Fear No Evil. It was a direct tie-in. Right. Okay. Because I knew it had some um, working titles. So, but, my, but Killer Bees on Cocaine definitely needs to be a movie. Well, you remember they named the Friday 13th film after Bowie songs. Yeah. Yeah, to keep people, um, because they were fans of Bowie, so. Well, and to keep people away, and it became a good luck charm. The weirdest one that I have in my collection is the tie-in novel of Dracula's Dog. (laughs) Oh, God. You have that? (laughs) That's great. Yes. I got Dracula's dog, Zardoz. Actually, I just looked it up. So yours, it should have been called Satan's Child, was the um, original release of the book. Well, the one I have is a generic poster and it says, Fear No Evil. Yeah. Yeah, yours probably was like a second printing. Yeah, Yeah. yours was probably a a second release after the movie came out. I think before the movie came out, the book was released under Satan's title, which was written off the original script. So I got to get that for you. (laughs) I got to find that. (laughs) Satan's Child. Time to go to eBay. That I've lost is probably Halloween, Halloween 2, and Halloween 3. I'm, I, it pisses me off I've lost those two of the years. Uh, see, I have Halloween 2 without the cover. Because uh, it was um, it was somebody in school had the book, and then it didn't have a cover. And after they read it, they were like, here, Fred, you can have it. And I took it, so... Yeah, that was Adco, Adco International was a company that wanted a team. Yeah, Adco Embassy. Yeah, Adco Embassy. Adco Embassy, yeah. And uh, and he, I mean, Frank talked about how, like, there was a big battle. He's like, I don't want a fucking team flick. I want a Satan flick. And then he disowned the film for a while. Like, anyone, yeah. anytime someone asked him about it, he'd be like, nah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't know that fucking movie. I mean, here's That's another guy, a big saint uh, subplot cut out. And uh, the other big ones from Avco Embassy that people would know would be The Fog, Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah, they handle a lot of horror films. 
which was bad for this movie. Company, that was the bread and butter. Yeah. But for some reason, I guess because probably rock and roll high school and shit like that, they were like, we want a teen flick. Well, it, you, I, I don't like think they I had. Said, you couldn't not make money off of a teen slasher, teen horror film from 1980 yeah. to 1982. That's one thing people forget about the slasher boom is that it wasn't that damn long. It was like 80 to 82, then poof, it died that quick. Yeah, and then every slasher that came out after that was almost straight to video. Yeah. Or franchise I mean, films like Friday the 13th and how... Well, we yeah. didn't get another Halloween until the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, after um, Part 2, which came out the same year as this, 81. Um, yeah, the, it was just done. It was gone. Well, we had it, um, Halloween uh, 3, which I don't really yeah, consider that in the Halloween sequel. Yeah, that to me, that's its own separate film. That's Season of the Witch. Which I'll argue with anyone that's a great fucking movie. Tom fucking oh, Atkins. You don't is in have that. to nowadays. It's widely recognized that it's just a good fucking film. Yeah, because when it came out, everyone hated it because there was no Michael Myers. Right. That's the problem with our generation is, is that they yeah. want fast food. Yeah, they want the same film over and over again. When you they give want them something the different, film. they freak They want out. a new film only exactly the same as the one they've seen before. Yeah. But this always got me, like, And once the Lucifer. word started getting out that this movie wasn't a slasher, a lot of people didn't go see it because of that. Because by then, yeah. the Omen films were old hat. We'd already had in uh, the Final Conflict come out, and it didn't do that good. Yeah. Exorcist well, I mean, was pretty much dead. Yeah. Well, that's a difference. And there you go. The big difference between 70s and 80s again was the 70s was the decade of the satanic panic. And no, the 80s was, was the flasher. Uh, it was just that Exorcist was like the biggest horror film of the fucking 70s. Well, I mean, most of your, like, I, I know a lot of the satanic art and stuff. Came out in the um, 70s. It was a big decade. There you go. I love this. Him at the window after he basically molested the angel. Puts a cut on her back to let her know it was real. He's basically challenging her, knowing she's the angel that's got to battle him. He's already reaching and his height um, of like, power. Yeah, she's got yeah. a face that look like, I love good dick. But this is a great shot here Again, this is all practical effects Oh, look, 70s posters on the wall Like Peter Frampton Bill Sayer (laughs) Yeah yeah. That's a great um, little Prosthetic right there And look, she got blonde hair now An older face No, it's the old lady Yeah, that's the the old lady That's the other um, That's the other angel She's making the tie into her. That's how she knows she has to seek the old lady out. That's, yeah. that's why later they, in the film, 
mysteriously the shows up at her house. They had already met, you know. Yeah. I love this. She's telling him all the colleges he can get into. He could pick any college. But Satan's like, yeah, I got bigger plans. <laughs> I've always felt sorry for someone in that job guidance counselor. They're supposed to make yeah. people enthusiastic about the future, and mm-hmm. most of them don't give a fuck. Well, my guidance counselor in high school, she asked me what I wanted to be. I was like, well, I'd like to be an illustrator or an artist or maybe even do comic books. She goes, literally, I'm not lying. She says, well, have you ever thought about the military? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with art? <laughs> Here is one of the most painful deaths of the early 80s. Yeah. If you notice, there's not <laughs> much gore, violence, nudity, and there's, there's no cursing in this movie. Not really, no. There's definitely ain't no sleepaway camp. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear the word fuck at all in this movie. <laughs> Uh-oh. The gym teacher's great, who, again, he's not a professional actor. That's just a local they got to be in this. And he yeah, plays he's too a much of a perfect asshole. asshole to be a non-actor. Yeah. He's a non He's just like a local with a guy. Now give me 50 push-ups. Yeah. 54, 54 seconds late. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Actually, he's one of my favorite characters in this. <laughs> but this scene, this scene I also remember from the trailer. I was like, what the hell's going on, you know? And I was like, 11 years old, you're not thinking Bibles, you know? You're thinking monsters. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this was a level of hell that they induced on us when we were kids, and I'm glad they've gotten rid of. Oh, a dodgeball, yeah. Actually, I was yeah. really good at dodgeball. <laughs> I got in trouble once, guys, beating this girl, because we used to play against the girls, too. Like, they would mix yeah. their, our classes were mixed, so there'd be girls on our team. I remember I aimed for someone, and I remember her name was Lori. I got her right in the face as she got a bloody nose. I felt so <laughs> fucking horrible for that. I was <laughs> good at the rebound ball shot. Oh, yeah? See, I never catch the ball. I usually grabbed it off the ground, ran behind someone to kind of, uh, like, shield myself, and then pop out and peel and beam someone right in the face. And I got this poor girl on accident. I felt so bad. He's great to scream and go, like his anger. Those contacts were double-layer contacts. Boom. Right against the wall and killed him. Those contacts, they put white contacts in first, then they put the yellow with the black uh, rim around it right in afterwards. So he couldn't see shit. He was completely blind. That crawl is great. <laughs> like, no one goes, damn, how fucking strong are you that you made a guy fly 20 feet in the air with a ball, with a rubber ball? Oh, to hear yeah, Andrew's realizing he's dangerous. Fucking with me, middle school thought he was a badass, 
But he only had one yeah. really fatal flaw that I knew of from where he got hit before. Oh, you got him. He had cotton balls. <laughs> and that right there was supposed to be the first scene where he realizes what powers he has. Yeah, that's why he started freaking out and crying. Because he's like, holy shit, I'm dangerous. <laughs> I could kill people. Yeah. His parents it's, are really it's old. It's completely out of sequence. That. The fact yeah. that it's out of sequence and highly fucking confusing, but it's still good, is a testament to Lelogia and the actors. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I mean, the fact that they that this film is cut like to ribbons and re re edited, all fucked up, it's still brilliant because he did such a great job on this, and the yeah, actors we can are all see incredible. What this could be what this could have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still one of my top favorite films. I own two copies of this, the DVD and the Blu-ray, so and I'll never get rid of either. Here you go. That's where she remembers her from her vision after he attacked her. Right. This is where they're supposed so to now, meet each other. And this yeah. is supposed to be the first confrontation. Yeah. So he realizes, yeah, I fucking raped her. Holy shit, there's the other angel. So that's why he's kind of standing in the distance and scared. Because there's the two angels he has to battle right there at the funeral with him. That's why I hit well, him. Trying to make my exit. Later, earlier, different place, and he's still. You're still thinking, this is the guy that has the big crush on her. Yeah. Because he's still supposed to be confused. He don't know who the hell she is, and she don't know who the hell he is. Yeah, but he's starting to put it together. When she yeah. saw him, when he went after her, so he put it together here. So he knows that's the other angel now. So he molested the one and scarred her, and now he's going to attack the second one. But he's doing it because he's starting to realize his power. He's trying to do it from a distance, which is pretty much how Lucifer does. Well, the reason that he had a sexy time with her was that he was a a contingency plan. Hmm. That's in the book? Yeah. Okay. It's not a big subplot. It's just one of those that's mentioned, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, before uh, he got killed, uh, first, uh, Lucifer the first was supposed to diddle what's-her-name's mother. Yeah. And that's what led to the tension in between him and her father. You know. <laughs> Definitely a book I need to read now. I like that murderer carved on his headstone. Yeah, see, now the connection is made between the three of them. And there should have been another angel, but he died in prison for killing a young man. Yeah. And now that's why she seeks this old woman out. And plus, 
well, originally this will make sense. This was supposed to be her exit from the movie, because if you notice, she's not in the fucking climax. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of disappears. Here's your food, crazy. No time to eat, crazy. Gotta give it to Tell the makeup him, artist, man. The motherfucker got food all over his leg. I know. I always wonder about that. I'm like, ew. What the hell's going on here? And she's supposed to be at his grave. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting memories back. Well, or not, not back, memories. But getting... It was supposed to be the kind of connection that he gets hurt. Yeah. They get hurt. They are one. They are unified. They are the Trinity. Yeah. That's why the old woman had the scars on her back, too. You know. (laughs) And that was the real reason why the devil scratched. So he, you know. He can identify him. Right. She lives like a Puritan. She has no electricity. She has a well, uh, not even a well, a pump in her yard. She's supposed to live holier than holy. Well, she's an angel, so. And it's Catholic, too, which I never got. I mean, do you know religion? Catholicism's never... Well, they focus more on um, angels and saints than they do even God. (laughs) So it's really weird. Catholicism's... Actually, many sects is considered a cult. Like Presbyterians, we were told, oh, Catholicism is a cult. They don't worship Jesus. They worship saints. And yes, we're this like, is really? how Fred used to come home in his 20s after a good night-long drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> when I couldn't get amphetamines, I was coming home drunk. <laughs> Just sitting there, oh, water, I love you, water. Uh, nah, I mean, after a day, couple days binges on no-do, Joe Cola, and amphetamines, you'd, you'd crash pretty fucking hard. Adventure and orchestra music. <laughs> If God yeah. is a witness, that's what the, the subtitles just showed about that score right here. <laughs> that's funny. Adventurous orchestral music. <laughs> What's so adventurous about this music, man? I don't know. It's just some violin keys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, This is really where they're first supposed to meet, period. Yeah. I would like to find a studio executive who edited this in this way and ask him, what the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'd love to see the original edit of this, though. Like as as like what Sam Raimi saw, you know, when they were editing it at that little studio. Yeah. 
I'd love to have seen that. Well, if you remember in one of the early, in one of the trailers, I think it, yeah, it's on the Blu-ray. It has a scene where the, uh, Lucifer is standing yeah. in the mud, and he screams, my father, let me come home. No. Oh, I actually found this out. R.J. Silverthorne, the guy who wrote the um, book version of the script, yeah. guess how much he paid Frank to do it. How much? He paid him one dollar. He paid Frank one dollar to get the rights to uh, write the book. Yeah, Frank wanted his vision to get out there no matter what. Yeah. So he's like, now, sure, here. Yeah. yeah, give me a dollar. Frank says in the commentary on Anchor Bay DVD that if you want to see, know what his original cut is, get the book. Yeah. Oh, and Which now sadly, I didn't now, why it. is none of Frank Lelogia's, uh extras that he did for the Anchor Bay DVD on this? Because Shout Factory are cheap fuckers. Yeah, they, I mean, they have some really good features on some of their discs, but they don't pay for a lot of the older disc features, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's like Lelogia's like, hey, we're like, hey, we're doing Blu-ray of Fear No Evil. Cool. We want to use your commentary and extras. Yeah. Cool. How much are you going to pay me? Uh, It's an honor to be on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> pay me. Uh, sorry. I got to eat, man. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, actually, um, oh, my God. Uh, I saw Frank actually comment on another filmmaker's post about this when this was coming out. The Blu-ray. He was talking to him about it, and the, and the other director. I'm trying to remember his name. God damn it! But he basically said he was. They were both bummed out. He was like, "Yeah, I wanted to be on the the release, but I couldn't get on there." Oh, Leaf, uh, the guy who made on um, the film Darkness, the vampire film. Uh, they were talking. Cause I'm friends with Leaf on Facebook, and him and Frank were talking, and yeah, he um he pretty much said, "Yeah, they just wouldn't pay me." So and they wouldn't pay for the um old fil- film footage either, the um behind the scenes stuff. So I don't blame them for being like, no, you can't use my shit, you know. I gotta fucking eat too. <laughs> That's why the cabal cut's not on the fucking uh, Nightbreed set. Yeah, I'm I'm still holding out for the cabal cut of Nightbreed. Yeah. I'm hoping someone puts it out. It's done. They got everything ready for it. It's just that no company will touch it. Yeah. That I would love to see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I recently did. I was very happy with um, Shout Fact- or Screen Factory's um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, because they had the original return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre cut on it. And has some really good interviews on it. So I was happy about that. Because, I mean, I'm one of those few morons that actually really likes the return of the living, uh, the return of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So you can hate me all you want, but I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> because it's so 90s. See, they're even referencing I, a fucking cut scene right here. 
Yes. Is that the priest came to her and told her to go to her. Yeah, that was one of the scenes missing. She just said it right there. Yeah, and you're just like, the fuck? I didn't see that shit. Well, I remember Doolan didn't know what to fucking do with Lady in White, his second film, too, which is another fucking great one. Yeah, which I sadly don't own because I'm waiting for a special edition. Oh, this scene. <laughs> now, this is straight out yeah. of like. This movie violates one of the three laws. Uh, he's playing with the dog, too, before he kills it. I have that axe. Not that particular one, but I have one exactly like that. The same axe he used to kill the dog. An old farmer's axe. Ominous foreboding oh. music. Yeah. <laughs> See, look at that. That's, that's straight out of, like, you know, Christian literature, like the old chick pamphlets. This is what Satan's lair looks like. Upside down crosses, dead animals. He's drinking blood. Yes, we don't have no because proof that's where a that lot Jack of... Jake watches Cena masturbate to it going, yes, I'm right, yes, I'm right, yes, I'm right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jack Chick was fucking insane. Do you ever read Chick comics, the Christian comics? God, yes. Yeah. I'm from the South from like, like... the 70s and 80s, son. <laughs> yeah. I used to have to hand them out when I did um, ministry, you know, ministry on the streets. I'd walk around, talk to people about Christ, and hand them chick pamphlets, you know. And then after, like, I, I grew out of that, basically, or realized what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So that blood right there, just re- really quick, that blood, the guy who made the blood would make different flavors for him to drink. He'd make, like, um, like strawberry. He'd make, like, daiquiri flavor. <laughs> he kept adding different flavors to the blood so it wouldn't be so nauseating to him. Yeah, see, you know this is straight out of a Jack Chick right comic. there, don't you? Uh, no, what? That's whiskey-flavored vodka. Oh. <laughs> blood. Yeah, see, this whole like, thing that's straight. Yeah. This is straight out of a Jack Chick's comic book. Like how he yeah, envisioned Jack Satan as all. Yeah, I used this, to read them when so, they had them hit behind toilets. You know, they like, they yeah. like... You know, we're going to put it in the toilet. They were always great if you had to take a crap. Yeah. And his dog. He always had that weird-looking dog in every one of his issues. <laughs> a badly drawn dog barking at people. The yeah. evil people. But, um, yeah, no. So, like, this is this movie fascinates me because it brings me back to my Christian days. What What we envisioned Satan was like or people that were into Satanism. You know, like I remember um, growing up when I got a license at 17, we used to drive around the Wachong Mountains, which is not too far from us. And there was all these mansions up there, and there was all these rumors floating around the church. They practiced Satanism in those mansions. There's hooded rituals going on, blood sacrifices. There are naked <laughs> so, like, women we would... going there having wonton sex. Where? Yes. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, being a young church guy, like, 
you know, driving around the mountains, we'd like, basically, that was our horror stories. We'd be like, look at that mansion over there on top of that hill. You know, there's some satanic, satanic stuff going on, you know? So Satan was everywhere. You know, it was in the mountains, it was in the woods, it was devils. And here's what we said out loud. Oh, my God, no. In our heads. Does she have big titties? (laughs) (laughs) This was supposed to be a bigger subplot than it turns out to be, because originally it wasn't supposed to take place. The climax wasn't supposed to take place during the prom. It was supposed to take place during this. Yeah. White Pro, White Pro Alert. (laughs) Yeah, 70s. I mean, in 1981, there were still people dressed like this. It was fading out, but, you know, the 1980s was definitely coming in. It was in 1982 when cocaine really took over from weed. And new wave music hit. Yeah. Yeah. Blondie, Talking Head, The Car. Elvis Costello. Yeah. The two. Benatar, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> I remember these times, though. I remember my sis- my older sister taking me to, like, uh, record stores, and it's just, like, big sections of disco, you know? And I'm there, do you have that Ramones album? <laughs> hey, I actually like disco. The good stuff, the subversive <laughs> stuff. So that's not the guy's voice that you hear. That's the director's voice. They had to actually overdub Jesus' voice because he had a if really I strong was Jesus lip. and you were a lady, <laughs> would you give yes. me shitty flannel? Would you have my baby? And, I mean, of course, Jesus is white, you know, with long brown hair and blue eyes. <laughs> Psycho Killer. Yeah, that's you know that's that song inspired this scene. Talk about a girl abusing a girlfriend. Like he's done every horrible thing you could think to this girl, and she's still with him. I guess that's high school love, you know. Like stupid seventies high school of love. Yeah. Because look at the face. Yeah, I mean, her attitude right there, like, you're really not. Hey, cool, you know. My, my JJ's wet now. Yeah, exactly. That would be a subversive <laughs> scene. This is a submissive scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. look at her. She got he literally... Oh, shit. Yeah, he's literally shoving the barrel of the gun in her fucking pussy. That's all she's caring about, is that the gun isn't loaded. That gun's not loaded, is it? Just don't cough. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she's not saying, hey, Joey, you're sticking a fucking gun in my crotch. Gun in my pussy. (laughs) Why is there a gun in my pussy? Yeah, exactly. I love this. This is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. My son is the devil. My son borrowed my car and trashed it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, just rub the salt in the wound. If it wasn't for his father, that little pecker wouldn't be here. Yeah. And he's thinking about it. He's like, my son is the See, devil. There, there's that part mentioning that subplot I mentioned, you know. Yeah. Prison rape. <laughs> hey, Joe, what? Why does your gun barrel smell funny? Yeah. <laughs> and this is the entire town they got to participate in this. None of these were actors. Yeah. And, they, and this here is really did it perfectly. the original climax of the movie, that whole play. I mean, yeah. you can tell. Because isn't they computing after this scene in, you're like, the movie is still going? Yeah, exactly. He has a lot of pent-up energy, doesn't he? Well, I mean, with a dick his size, you would. <laughs> He's even got that, like, 70s tough guy named Tony. Hey, Tony. That guy, um, what's his name? Oh, no, Daniel I've got actually... Doofy pissed on my shoes. Yeah. Daniel Eden's hey, actually been in a couple of big things. Daniel Eden, the actor that plays Tony, actually was in St. Elmo's Fire and Hill Street Blues. So there you go. Wasn't he, he actually the went on to do bigger Christine things? Too? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That was a different actor from Christine. That was a different uh. actor. They look very similar, though. I mean, this is that time period where they're trying to get John Travolta's, you know? Okay, here you go. Another chick track fucking scene where, where, where the statues made to look satanic. <laughs> the Christian Catholic uh, statues. I love how the statue on that hand, he broke the fingers. You see the wiring. It looks like bone. I think he said the only set dressing he did was the candles. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, he does put a goat head on a fucking statue. So this is what got the movie made, this scene right here. Because when they were showing the rough cut of this film to, like, the producers, they were just quiet through the whole movie. Then when this scene came up, Bob R- Ramini or whatever his name is, when this scene came up, the producer literally during the showing turns to the executives and goes, I could sell this movie now. That's why they re-edited it so badly because they were and looking for something. instead of the two people that were just mentioned. Yeah. There, that's cool. And that's straight out of a chick track. The fucking Catholic statue with the, goat, with the uh, big animal head on it. Do you know why uh, they added zombies? His brother-in-law told him, right? No, George Romero and Lucho oh, Fulci no, just yeah. had big hits in 79 and 80 with uh, zombies Zombie and, and Dawn of the Dead. Dead. Yeah. So I do like the fact that he and, gave them tools and stuff like that. Well, but I mean, in his original cool script, is, that was they made him change it. It was supposed to be yeah. black, the black workers who built the castle. Ooh. That died. That would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, they actually they didn't they couldn't hire extras, pay them. So they actually those are all crew members. Those are all sound yeah. guys, editors. <laughs> but I mean, the, the yeah, that's one thing we really haven't place. mentioned that this movie was made for Jack and shit. Yeah, no. As beautiful as this film looks, it was cheap. It was a cheap film, and he fucking pumped out gold with the cheap film. Well, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this film. I'll make this film. Hey, we got this old castle set here. Boing. Yeah, we got a film. <laughs> yeah, we got a film. So the zombie scene that he hated and almost made him disavow this film completely. Actually, um, let me just read this real quick. How you fallen from heaven, morning star, son of dawn. You have been cast down to earth. You who once laid low the nations. You are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Isaiah fourteen twelve and 15. So, I mean, there is, the zombies do make sense. And if you look at it from a biblical standpoint, he's raising the dead from the pits. So there. That's why I don't have a problem with the zombies like everybody else yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> well, they would have been the black slaves that would have been dead. It would have really browned that would have been even cooler. the fathers, too. You know. Yeah. That would have made it much better. But, I mean, still, this there is a biblical This thing was added at the last minute because they didn't know how to get everybody over to the island because they cut out the whole yes. explanation that the play was being performed on the fucking island. Island, yeah. Yeah, which was changed. So, yeah, they basically gave us two endings to one film. Yeah, so I don't have a problem with the zombies now. Because I kind of was like, why is there zombies in the movie? Well, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Big, Zombie, you know. But then after, if you read the Bible, the dead do play a part. They are the damned, you know. So he's basically, instead of summoning demons, he summoned... The damned. I do love the cut between his ritual and the Last Supper with Jesus. Yeah, this is supposed to be the contradicting rituals. On one side is supposed to be this. The Last Supper. And then then here comes the two angels to try to stop him. Why is there a drunk in every movie? <laughs> There's always that, I'm drunk, what's going on? <laughs> they had just found out that they, is, you know, yeah. that the shit's going to go down but, in the play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He ain't got no balls at all. <laughs> 70s. <laughs> I like how he happens to have, like, the newspaper right there. And there's the another fucking subplot that was cut out. Hey, I know that girl that's been missing. Yeah. What? She was missing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she... Oh, uh, here you go. The mercy killing. That's horrifying. She's just been sitting in that locked room for days on end, for probably weeks on end, 
starving away, covered in spider webs, for only for her husband to walk in and blow her fucking head off. And here you go. We're, well, at least the zombies weren't, like, eating people. That was cool. He could have went total, like, Romero and had them, like, feasting on him. Instead, they're just they killing the people. They didn't have the, the money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was a conscious choice. <laughs> and the zombie, and the, 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 the dead look good, too. Gotta admit, they, I mean, for whatever budget they didn't have, they yeah. fucking did their best, and they made them look cool. Well, the scene that's in the book that was cut out of the movie, like I said, because it wasn't the money, there was supposed to be the zombies coming up and devouring Jesus. Yeah. Well, there was supposed to be a whole, um, there was supposed to be a whole part of, uh, Lucifer walking on water across that river to the, um, play. And that got cut yeah. out because they couldn't get the rig to work. That's cool, showing them actually being crucified and then the, the cutting aside from the spear as if it really happened to them. If you notice in the far shot, you can see the blade sticking out. Yeah. You can also see the hoses of the uh, blood lines <laughs> splashing as he's moving. <laughs> so when he saw, so when Frank saw that that effect worked on Jesus good, He's like, fuck it, we're going to do the whole audience. <laughs> and he actually well, had them all sense. rigged up for it to happen. Yeah. They're all getting stigmata now. Because that's what this um, phenomenon is called. It's called stigmata. Yeah. It, ha- it supposedly happens to real Christians. You know why they he rubbed his stig- face on his hands? That's in his shirt, don't you? Why? The blood tube didn't work. So he had to make sure to get uh. blood off his face. Yeah. Yeah, so they're all experiencing uh the religious phenomena of stigmata. So around here is when um Lucifer was supposed to be walking across the river. But like I said, they yeah. couldn't get the this I remember from the trailer. This made me go the trailer what the fuck had is this a hard movie on about? for this bit right here. Yeah. Yeah, this was like ninety percent of the trailer was this scene. I love someone ran across the hood of the car the cop car. <laughs> and they used real cops, too. Cops were probably like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And there's a little small scene that's missing there. It's supposed to be, God in your mercy, open the door. <laughs> Boom. Door opens. Yeah. Maybe they felt it was too corny or something. Sometimes it's better to make it ambiguous than to just shove it in everyone's face with, like, yeah. the religious overtones. Which we'll get a big heaping spoonful of in a few minutes. (laughs) Through the temple. That's cool. I always like that shot. And what's missing there is that you're supposed to see the old man's face appear on the Jesus On Jesus, yeah. But again... That I remember. No, tengo dinero. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anything missing from this section of the film Can usually be attributed to Dotengo Donato Yeah They're broke as fuck Oh here's yeah. the show how much of a That's scumbag Tony is That's why they tried is. to bring in the outside producers Is so they could get the 
I thought this was real cool. If you watch the commentary, he talks about uh, how there was a real hole in the floor there, so a guy can actually crawl into the into the concrete, the stone floor, basically. He could lay in it and pop up out of the stone floor because there was a big-ass hole there. You know, right now we're supposed to be thinking, Tony, you no good son of a bitch. Yeah. You know what I thought about you that? You... I'm what? like, fuck you, I would have done the same thing. I love <laughs> you, baby, but I ain't get my ass bit off by no zombie. <laughs> <laughs> You, I, I forgot to bring this up before. If you take a look at Tony's necklace, it's the lightning bolts. Yeah. Those lightning bolts are actually, um, if you look at biblical history, are symbolism for the fall of Lucifer. Because he supposedly fell like lightning to the earth. And the way yeah. those bolts are is exactly as the original symbol was intended. So that's a little key thing that I like that they threw in was it, it, it of course it looks total like 70s disco a gold lightning bolt but it's actually the symbol for the fall of yeah. lucifer how confusing is this right here it showed her on the island getting dragged by tony and now they're going to the fucking island which they just were in one scene ago no 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 he was dragging the other girl brenda Oh. That, see, there she is. Yeah, there she is. Because um, Stefan, the actor who plays Lucifer, had to talk about how when he went down to kiss her, she had a mouthful of fake blood and had to spit it into his fucking mouth. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is a great scene. And uh, I love this little callback to the pot smoking scene. Coming up. Two people are watching. But it's a great little callback. Oh, wait, what's that? I'm feeling it. He's got tits. <laughs> Tony grew tits because of the pot. <laughs> Yay, panic. No. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey, Ed, uh, that looks like something you would see at a gay club on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like a Baja's video at this point, you know, when he comes dressed uh, in the black. Undead, undead. <laughs> and he hey, kisses sweetie, him. <laughs> how you doing tonight? Tony leans in for the kiss, and then he, he's got the tits. Fuck you, and he kills himself. Oh, that had to hurt. You know what Frank wanted to do, but his uh, sound editor talked him out of? What? When he stabbed himself in the boobs right there, he was thinking of mm-hmm. having, like, a leaking balloon sound on the soundtrack. Oh, like fucking blood? Or like um, milk? No, like a balloon. Oh. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, no, that would have ruined it. That would have ruined it. He's like, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, where is it? Oh, yeah, here it is. So, yeah, um, his necklace, Luke ten eighteen. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
that necklace is the symbol for his fall. Nice little touch. They said it was like almost zero degrees. Thanks so much it caused the girl to puke up blood. Yeah. (laughs) This is a, you notice right there, he could have just gone full rip, measure tits, but they don't. Yeah. Nah, yeah, they they kind of keep it somewhat innocent, you know? They only show you tits when they have to. They're still a little classy, so. So this is where the film gets a little cheesy to me. This is all, from here on, Frank Lozia has left the building and the producers have taken over. Yeah. God's sparkly laser beams. a real more <laughs> elaborate ending rather than just the flashlight of doom. Yeah, they call it God's sparkly uh, laser beams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still love this movie to death, and the ending's great, you know, because their acting fucking pulls it off. But the whole glowy, it's supposed to be the um, light of God. So. Yeah. This is This is where, like, re-editing or remaking the film with today's uh, effects would have actually improved it. Yeah. I don't know what's worse, a bad movie or one that you can see that the potential for a fucking great movie was there, but yeah. well, this is still a great movie. ruined it. Yeah, no, this is still a great movie, though. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I will always is. love this film. Yeah. There you go. It's playing out just like in the uh, beginning. It's just that was the one effect that kind of was too little cheesy for me with the lightning bolts from fucking God's little necklace thing there <laughs> or staff there. <laughs> it even sounds like laser beams. <laughs> but I mean, they pull it off. Like when he turns around and starts talking. Lucifer. This has one of my favorite lines. I actually say this, the, the line coming up, I say it to Christians. Uh, yeah, I was... <laughs> that line. <laughs> Our father, not my father. <laughs> Yeah, see, he want like you said, he wanted to go back to heaven. He was promised, and he was cast down. The lightning bolt cast it down to earth. Which kind of makes you think how much of an asshole God is. Oh, you think you're beautiful? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Evil deliver us. Promise. See, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could look past the uh, 
goofy fucking effects because of his acting, you know? Wow. That's fucked up. <laughs> he comes back as a boyfriend. <laughs> That's another thing Sorry. that they really get out. It's supposed to be that she is still human inside, you know. Yeah. The sound effect is great, too. Like, his grunting. Yeah. Like, it's what you think of, like, an animal creature. I love it. Yeah. And that was uh, in the Fangoria. When I saw that picture, I was like... I have to see this movie. Look, they even gave him, like, the uh, hairy legs, the sitar legs, or satyr legs, the fucking blisters. Yeah. It's all, like, from a renaissance the paintings of the too, devil. They said that they didn't. <laughs> you know, that yeah. they wouldn't get an R if they showed it. Yeah. They yeah, no, yeah, you will see elaborate it. ending, which is the whole, you know, Christ shall fear no evil. Yeah. No, yeah. God's laser beams. Yeah, that's some fucking kick-ass makeup, though. I mean, you can see the edges and shit because this was the uh, '70s. But look at it, the upside-down cross and hair on his hand, on the palm of his hand. Yeah. You know, he just went full demonic, which was such a great payoff. You know? Yeah. You know what I like to watch, double this film with all the time? The Devonsville Terror. I always get in the mood oh, to watch that film when one. I watch this one. Yeah. Which is a soundtrack I wish they would release. I love the soundtrack to the Devonsville Terror. Look, he's reaching out to it. Yeah. And here comes the angels together. I guess in a way he go, does go back to heaven or hell. No, he goes back to hell. Yeah. See, he which, cannot submit. He cannot submit himself until God. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and I'm going to say this boldly, leaves room for a fucking sequel. Please. Give us a sequel. <laughs> this is With me after effects. I eat the four alarm chili. <laughs> See, now that's a cool effect. The fire bursting out of them. That's cool. You see the veins and everything? See, now, when you see this, is it the end of the world? Like, because it seems like everything blew up. Or I guess just that island blew up. But you could definitely make an awesome sequel out of this. You could even link it to the missing island, the people, the townspeople. You could actually redo... You could actually do a sequel right in the fucking... Same locations, you know? Yeah. 
awesome. <laughs> End credits. There's supposed to be what was supposed to go on after this is that she goes back to being a human. The body. The angel is left the yeah. vessel. Yeah. They I mean they changed a lot, you know. That's why a lot of people always go, oh, I prefer the book over the film, but we we got we got an extremely beautiful film from Frank, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, Frank Lelogia was one of those directors that was ahead of his time. Look how long it took yeah. for Lady in White to catch on as the great film that it was. Yeah. A lot of people were pissed like this, the extreme tonal shifts. You got the mm-hmm. pitiful guy, then whoop, he's Satan. Then you got the gun girl, whoop, she's an angel, whoop. Yeah. You know. I actually looked up um, the actor who uh, plays Lucifer, Stefan. He's 64 yeah. now. Uh, it's, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> well, I looked him up. He's really cool. He actually has a had a band. He actually went into music like after this. He um, had a band called the Knights of the Living Dead. And <laughs> Knights is spelt with a K. Like knights, like armored knights. Yeah. And they were like a blues band, so I got to actually listen to them, you know? So I know you can find them on YouTube. Yeah. What's yeah, weird is no even evil. if you got the soundtrack, this song right here wasn't on the fucking soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You used to be and able to look at Fangoria. That vinyl release you got, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. That I, one I of the biggest fights. Uh, Seymour Stein and uh, Lelogia fought. Oh yeah. Yeah, cause they wanted to make this pop soundtrack, Talking Heads, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he got his wish. He wanted to put in um, teen music of the time, you know. Blink Generation is a great song. I mean, like I said, Frank may have hated it. I loved it because it became one of my favorite movies because of the soundtrack. Damn. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I'm getting into it. I'm, like, trying to read the credits here. I know he's on Facebook, Stefan. I think I sent him a friend request once. He didn't add me, so. But I don't care. I mean, you know. He's one of those. Unless he don't know you, he won't add you because of probably all the weirdos uh, that like this movie. (laughs) Especially those that get too much into the gay content of this movie. Yeah, and I would be one of those stupid stalkers like, so you're in this fucking movie I like? Let me tell you everything. Let me spend six hours writing a fucking... uh, Post to you about how much I love your film, and you'll probably be like, "Oh what God!" You know? Fuck that! I only know that one movie. That one. Yeah. Land of the Giants. You were in that. Yeah. What? You were Land of the Giants. You were in that. Gunsmoke. You were in that. You were in. You were in uh, soap operas. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so shut up and leave me alone. This movie's done. <laughs> Hey, if I had the money and to we'll do, a, do a on it, but next show we're going to be doing, we're, we're going to go over 1981, which has a this, lot of yeah. insane stuff. Like, uh, this is just a teaser. It's got the only gore mummy film ever made. A movie with a perfect description of itself on its title. A film that destroyed an entire company. One of Charles Band's first movies. Where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm trying one to think of, of which one uh, is I'm just mentioning other movies. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Nights of the Living Dead, there's a movie that came out in 1981 that had that on there, which is The Burial Ground. Yeah. And uh, Boogans, Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, uh, Deadly Blessing, Dead and Buried, Demonoid. Ooh, Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. It the Fins. God, that's a good Well, one. I mean, 81. So this film, like you said, kind of disappeared. It got lost in the shuffle because this was also the year of Romero's Night Riders, The Hand, Piranha 2, The Prowler, which we did, um, Madman, which I know you hate and I love, Road Games, House by the Cemetery. This was also the year of Friday the 13th Part 2. Um, My Bloody Valentine came out at this time. Wolfen, which on TV you had Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, Dead and Buried. Happy Birthday to Me, The Beyond, The Fun House, Bloody Birthday. Like, the list goes on forever. The Burning, you know? <laughs> it was like the, the year well, of massive amounts of fucking horror films. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not even touching them all. Halloween 2, The Howling, Scanners, Evil yeah. Dead. Well, Dean um, Arcoons like, said, I wrote the tie-in novel to The Fun House. It was a number one hit. It was a successful yeah. book, selling 20,000 copies a week. And then the movie came out. Ugh. And I lost 90% yeah. of the book's business as soon as the movie came out. <laughs> well, I like the movie. I don't care what they say. It uh, what's, sucks. What's another Besides one? that one scene with William Finley. Mm. I I'll, I'll always love the fun house. Yeah, you know what Santa's talking about, where he plays the bored magician who's just taking yeah. a fucking drink of whiskey and smoking a cigarette while doing the magic yeah. trick? Boom. Yeah, calling his daughter. Ta-da, yeah. magic. Okay, we'll be back in 40 minutes. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> this was also the year that of Faces of so Death Part That scene is so fucking good that the movie should just shut, just stop right there, because that scene is just that fucking good. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'd love a, I'd love a movie that just followed that guy. Imagine a movie yeah. that just followed that man on tour across America with his magic act, you know, and all the hardships he goes through. Come on, man, we're talking Academy Award there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is a year. I mean, eighty one was the last year you had a Forty Second Street. Was at its peak yeah. with the exploitation. Before you had the drive-in. Yeah. You had the mainstream films too. 
Yeah, VHS was brand new. People were starting to discover it. It wasn't in every household yet, but there were a few people out there that they weren't buying 8mm film reels anymore. You could spend $200 for a VHS tape. <laughs> or to quote my favorite line from Autofocus, you know what? What? I've got this new CL called Beta. What about it? Yeah. You can put a whole movie on one tape. What? Yeah. Yeah, one tape <laughs> for a whole movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> but really, that's what started it. You got to the point where you could put a whole, the two-hour tapes. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like the, what was the longest-running 8-millimeter or 16-millimeter film? Well, 8-millimeter, you could buy at the porn shop. It was like, what, 10 minutes long? Yeah. The longest one, 20 minutes maybe, if you if you was willing to spend the extra few bucks and buy the second reel to go with the film so you could see a cum shot. <laughs> well, videotapes were like, I think before that they were like 30 minutes. Yeah. And they were like big, gigantic, bulky motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. We're talking to yeah, no, I remember if, if heads got out of alignment, beat them with a fucking wooden mallet. Yeah, well, there were foreheads back then too. Like, it, like the by the time the late '80s came, it was like a single head or two heads. But in yeah. the beginning, it was like four fucking heads, you know, just to play a single tape. They were complicated little machines back then. Yeah. Oh, '81 was also the year of American Werewolf in London. But this was the time yeah, like the all these like too. Yeah. At, I mean, I mean yeah, like this was <laughs> Scanners was it? Like this was a very exciting time for horror fans. You know, and what was it? Fear No Evil came out in January. So that just started the year. You know, it came out January twenty sixth, I think. And yeah. then the rest of the year was just horror movie after horror movie after horror movie. So it kind of got lost in the shuffle. Maybe it played towards the end of the year. Would have been, well, you go you know, back and read your fangorias. They mentioned that the movie was fucked with. Well, Logia mentioned in interviews that the movie was fucked with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember it was too. a decent hit, but it wasn't a big hit. The big hits from that year were, well, American Werewolf in London and The Howl. Friday 13th, Halloween 2. Yeah, you had Halloween again. Everyone was like, oh, my God, Michael Myers is back. The evil dead blew up, which is which is why I told the story about in the editing room. He was he looked at a, uh, Frank's film and was like, oh, wow, that looks like a real studio film, comparing it to his yeah. low-budget film. And then here comes the evil dead blew up. It's his I massive remember, fucking hit. Uh, it was about four years ago I met Tom Solon at a convention. And the first thing, I, I said two things to him. I said, one, I'm from Tennessee. He's like, oh, cool. And I said, why did you pick the coldest fucking winter of all of the 80s to film <laughs> <laughs> 81 to film that. <laughs> yeah, didn't they it say they had like a problem It was like during the whole the time they were filming, it was like minus 10 degrees. Yeah. Well, I and remember the, hearing and the like snow they said, was solid ice. You couldn't even walk on that motherfucker. 
Yeah, they said um, the car would leave tracks in, like, the mud, like, during the day when it warmed up a little bit. It would leave yeah. tracks. And then when it froze over towards evening, not even night, towards evening, they couldn't drive the car because there was gullies that the tires would get stuck in. Like, solid ice gull- mud gullies. Yeah. There's some other films. Uh, Demonoid, The Demon, Death Shock, Deadly Blessing, Deadly Eyes, Deadline. <laughs> Demonoid again? Yeah, um, Demonoid don't go right next to the hand. Yeah. So both of them are about possessed hands. Yeah. <laughs> don't go in the woods. Uh, what's oh, another one? God. Oh, Just Before Dawn. Yeah, that was the whole Friday the 13th uh, explosion because then Part 2 came out. So everybody was pumping out wood slasher films. We gotta get people in tents yeah. in the woods so they can get killed. <laughs> I did a column think, on that for an early issue of Wings Shop on the Don't films. Don't go uh, in the woods and don't go into the park. Oh my God. Yeah, there's a hundred Don't films. Well, that's why if you watch uh, Grindhouse, um, the one fake trailer is yeah, don't, don't, don't. don't. Don't go upstairs. Don't open that door. Do you have don't. uh don't go into the park? No, I don't have that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of the ones That's I didn't one get. I would a, recommend us watching just because yeah. it has a actor in it named Crackers Finn. Yeah. No, I remember <laughs> That's about the only thing good off. about the movie is that you can go, hey, there's Crackers. <laughs> yeah. Incubus came out. Now, is that the one with the demon running around raping women and leaving uh, red semen in them? And at the end, the uh, the guy's hugging. Yeah, ripping the girls apart, fucking them to death, basically. Yeah. That one I remember. And there's sort of a sequel to it that was written by the same author, but they did a movie that came out last year, Tennessee Gothic, which you need to fucking see. Oh, okay. It's fucking hilarious. It's great. It's about this uh, two redneck father and son who picked up this woman uh, who was beaten up on the side of the road, and now she how it just goes from there. And when they want to marry her, they grease her up like a pig and then chase her. Oh, Jesus. And whoever <laughs> captures her gets to marry her. That's funny. This was also the year of what? Cannibal Ferox came out, Cannibal Terror, <laughs> The Coming, Corpse Mania, Crocodile, Dawn of the Mummy, which is one that I, I'm probably going to end up buying the bootleg of that. I don't think that will ever get like a real release because it's basically like a Dawn of the Dead ripoff, but with, with fucking pyramid mummies, you know? Hey, there is a real release, and it has a commentary. Really? Yeah, I Can own I it. Find it? <laughs> oh, I don't Jesus. know if you can find got, it, but I, I own it. It has a commentary on it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> Egyptian gore film ever made. Yeah. Yeah, I always I always want to put that with my collection because I have um, Zombie Lake, Shock, Shock Waves, which is, I, I fucking love that film. And um, what's the Oasis of the Zombies? Oh fuck, Zombie Lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I don't own that movie. I owed it. 
<laughs> I had to because it, it, I always saw it as like the um the, the part of the trinity of the that that time period of zombie films like Shockwave, Oasis Zombies, and Zombie Lake for some reason always fit together for me as like a triple. Yeah, feature. Shockwave is actually fucking good. Yeah, so you start off with Oasis Zombies, then you watch Zombie Lake, which is the filler in between, then you watch Shockwave. And I want to throw Dawn of the Mummy in that mix, too. Yeah. They got but legal trouble because three. of the font they used on the poster, if you remember the VHS box to it. Uh, which one? Dawn of the Mummy. They got in trouble because they used the same font that George Romero used for Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yes. <laughs> I do yeah, remember that. Like, I don't fucking the, uh, think so. Yeah, it showed these, the, the mummies busting out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a Dawn of the Dead ripoff, but with mummies. <laughs> it was so funny, though. Uh, what's another that one? That was the um, greatest fucking themes ever. Yeah, I haven't seen it since the VHS days, so I don't even remember it. That's why I need to buy it. And... So. Coming up soon, tomorrow night, we're going to be doing another a show, which is going to be Good Movies with Bad Cops. Which Perfect. is when we're talking about good movies about dirty, corrupt cops. And which Thursday, one are you doing? we're going to be doing a nice, friendly family film that will... Calm, try to calm down the nation. Doesn't speak to any political affiliation that's going on right now. And that is the spook that sat by the door. God. A, a movie that's so subversive that the FBI got it banned. Oh, I'm going to have to listen on that one. <laughs> And, yes, that's going to be seen with the show that me and Fred are going to do. We're going to be doing 80 stuff. Like, next month we'll be doing 81. And I'm sure on down the line we'll be doing a USA Channel episode. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely got to do USA Channel. Because <laughs> from about 81 to about 83, 84, it was a stoner's paradise. Oh, USA Network? Yeah, no, it was, I, I, I mean, even their infomercials were fucking watchable. Like, in between the movies, they, yeah. they had these, like, 20-minute infomercials. They were just as good as the fucking features they were putting on. You know, everything from yeah. pick up the phone, call Tiffany, and jerk off to us. You know, yeah. to, um... Hey, baby, my... are you alone tonight? <laughs> well, call, call 1-800-PARTY-LINE. Yes. Oh my God, they were fucking great. And then you had um, oh, I forgot the guy's name, but he always had that line. It's discreet, one on one. No, it's um, confidential, one on one, and discreet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you like this girl? She's got big boobs. Call now. Yeah, call now. I forgot the, the guy. Movies. <laughs> he he actually had a really funny joke. He goes. What do you get a girl who has everything? 
A BD shot. I think we've done one of the big three of the USA. Yeah, we and Carl did that with phase four. So me and Fred are probably going to be doing the other two, which are the children and mutant. <laughs> if you had early fun. 80s. USA Channel, and you haven't seen The Children or Mutant, you didn't have early 80s USA Channel. Yeah, USA Network. The yeah, USA, USA Network. Network. <laughs> and they and have they're USA. Yeah, USA, we're going to show the children at least twice a year. <laughs> oh, more than that. Like, like they would show it on, like, fucking Commander USA. Then they'd show it on Ronda's Up All Night. And then Gilbert Gottfried. Well, no, Gotham it was Saturday Night Nightmares. Some... Up All Night wasn't about 86. All right, whatever. I mean, it's USA Network. They they weren't shy about repeating fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I missed it today. Saturday Shit, Nightmares let me wait two hours. Uh, uh, the Hammer House of Horror uh, and either The Children <laughs> Mutant. And then Night Flight. Oh, yes. Night Flight. Yes. Fuck, fuck MTV. Night Flight was the shit. Yeah. And with that, thank you for coming to uh, Steve and Fred's Horrorama. Please take your rentals and please remember to rewind. We'll take you in the back and beat the living shit out of you. We don't charge late fees. We charge bruises and broken bones. Good night, everybody. Good night. Keep watching.